Welcome back to the Menopause Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Gordon. Today, we welcome back to the podcast, Julia Lolly for the second installment of our sexual health series. This is, it's just been so great to, to interview her. Julia Lolly is a self-proclaimed pleasure witch, a ferocious advocate for the power of your orgasm, a caller into being of your wild and deep, a full body embodiment mentor, a sex and empowerment coach for women and couples. She works often with women who are racked with the need to please and menopause doesn't feel that sometimes. Women who are still bereft upon a life that gives an F about what people think about them. And that's why she is here as an advocate for your power to ask you, what would it mean for you personally to access the courage tenacity, and sheer daring of who you know you actually are? What would it take for you to live that full out? What would it mean to be such a queen of your world? During the podcast, we talk about the famous or infamous, maybe, jade egg. We go over its 5,000-year history as an ancient Taoist Chinese sexual wellness tool. Taoism is a whole system of health, healing, and well-being incorporating sexuality into overall health, how the jade egg has gotten a bad rap as possibly unsanitary, but we don't apply the same level of scrutiny to our sex toys, how there's inherent risk in everything, the ripple effect of using the jade egg as directed to strengthen the pelvic floor, how total surrender in a sexual relationship can be freeing, power of sexual healing in your whole life, the effect of the vagina as a consciousness female, physical, and chemical castration, and how it causes life to be, well, flat. Breast massage as the best way to get ready to use the egg. The importance of self-permission. Now, stay to the end to find out all about the benefits of sexual opening and its ripple effect in your life. At the end of the episode, make sure you visit drmichellegordon.com slash podcasts. There's an S on that, podcasts, where you can find the show notes plus the links to the books and resources mentioned in the episode. And if you enjoy the episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you are always the first to know when new episodes are released. And thank you for all of the five-star reviews. And if you haven't left a review yet, please go leave a review so that more women can find the Menopause Movement podcast. If you have any questions about the topics covered in this or any other podcast, I invite you to open a conversation with me on Instagram at Dr. Michelle Gordon or send an email to info at menopausemovement.com. I promise I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Now let's get on to Julia and the jade egg and sexual opening. Thank you so much for being a part of the Menopause Movement. Julia, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be here again. (laughs) Yeah, so we talked quite a bit the last time you were here about the power of uh, the feminine and the feminine sexuality. And what's interesting is that I spoke today, I had a Facebook Live because I, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but my hair is very different from the last time you I saw I have me. noticed, yeah. Yeah. So I, I did this thing where I shaved my head and I did it live. 
and and it was really fun. And then and then the next day, it feels great. And then the next day, I went and had a photo shoot. Ah, oh, lovely, great yeah. stuff. Just to kind of help, because when I looked in the mirror, the first thing I saw was my brother. Right. And so, like, my whole, you know, identity as a woman was like, what? And then, and then I went for the photo shoot, and she did such a beautiful job of making me look feminine and fierce and fearless. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, this is great. I mean, I'm just as the power of the feminine. You know, I got, <laughs> I got called sir yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I just, I mean, it was gentle. I was really gentle with the guy. I was like, you know, I'm not a sir, and but that's okay. You know, yeah. so, so I did this thing and it was, it was really fun. It's something I've always wanted to do. And I just never did because of societal norms. So today I had a, you know, a little, we've got a bonus podcast that, that's going to come out this week, just all about, you know, societal norms and, and doing things. And, you know, why is it that women can't have, you know, a buzz cut, but men can, men can wear man buns. And, you know, so are we, what are we waiting for? Are we waiting for permission? And I think this is a good segue into, you know, what you teach, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, empowerment of the feminine yeah, and feminine sexuality. So, so today, and I don't have any questions for you today because, you know, we're bringing you back so soon and, and your podcast hasn't aired yet, the first one, but, but I wanted to talk because we didn't get a chance to, I wanted to talk a little bit about the jade egg. Sure thing. When it comes to the jade egg, I, I just, there's a couple, there's a couple things that, that really come to mind for me. Sure. And one of them is, you know, ha- what happened with Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. Mm. And so I'd like to hear your take on that because you can't get the jade egg, you know, there because there was a big, big lawsuit. So I guess the first thing that, you know, because there's probably not a lot of women who know what it is. Mm. Let's just go ahead and start with the, you know, what it is. Oh, it's a Yanni egg. This made of there it is. There it is. <laughs> All it right. Pretty? Yeah. It's, it's very beautiful. Yeah. So there's your jade egg. So this is like a medium size and you can get bigger ones if, especially, I mean, if you've, if you, if you've had vaginal birth, then sometimes women can need a, a bigger egg, but medium sells to, to most people, I guess. All right. Well, and, let's just start, let's just start by saying that the, the jade egg is, is a way to increase the pelvic floor musculature and you're supposed to put it inside your vagina and walk around with it. So let's start, let's start with like, you know, the, the, the benefits that we think we're going to get from it and you know, sure. why you, why you recommend it and you know, all of the things yeah. and we can also get into the woo of it all. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I've got some notes here as well. So if I look down, awesome. that's what I'm doing. Yeah, no worries. Essentially the jade egg, you're absolutely right. You put it into your vagina However, there's a whole other series of exercises around it as well, which it involves other things other than putting the egg inside your vagina. So it's a whole system which comes from Taoism. It's kind of an ancient Chinese, ultimately, sexual wellness tool. And so it works very much on a physical level on a sexual level and an energetic level. So that's where we can we can start hitting the woo. But when you talk Love about, woo. yeah, so when, when you yeah. talk about kind of toning, 
pelvic floor muscles and a lot of things that women are aware of, especially if they've had children, for example, and they're getting some incontinence, whatever. You know, obviously everybody knows about kegels and so people are aware of pelvic floor exercises and they're, they're aware of the kind of physiological benefits of all that. But the jade egg is really so much more. You know? Right. Well, we, we did, I do have a podcast that is all about the pelvic floor and the core mm. with, mm. and it's, it's called pelvic floor and core with Erica Zeal. And so if you want to strengthen your pelvic floor, make sure you go and watch that one or listen to that one, because that's, that's a good one all about getting your core in shape. Sure thing. <laughs> yeah. So as I say, there's kind of three different facets to it. And ultimately yeah. the thing about this little tool is that, you know, it was developed 5,000 years ago, right? So like, or Taoism is ancient and it's a, I think the really important thing to remember about Taoism is that it's a whole system of health and healing and well-being, not just sexuality. So what's really beautiful about their system is they include and incorporate sexuality into their system of well-being, if you like. Like to the Taoist tantric tradition, sexual energy is, is really core to fueling the well-being of the rest of the body. Are, do they have also special exercises for men that, as well? Well, obviously, Taoism is a whole system. And so, you know, I'm not a practitioner or an expert in any kind of Taoist tantric exercises for men. I okay. really want to know about this egg, yeah. So uh, the honest truth is I don't know about that. But I, if you were going to research into Taoist Tantra, Mantak Chia is the person to go after there. M-A-N. How do you see? Okay. C-H-I-A-T-A-K. T-A-K. And then surname C-H-I-A. Chia. Like a chia. Yeah. <laughs> well, or chia. <laughs> <laughs> he's really a master in chi and so in fact the the original Taoists apparently banned public knowledge of jade egg work specifically because it was thought to be so powerful sexual energy was thought to be so revolutionary and powerful interesting in some ways i think that's completely correct and in fact some of the things about the jade egg practice works with the power of sexual energy and pay is respectful of it which i really love but mantak chia basically brought these exercises to the west so a lot of the jade egg teachers you find out there have kind of come through his lineage basically uh-huh and he was chinese yeah he he's still alive and he lives oh. in in thailand now Okay. Yeah, he still runs a, a Taoist healing center out there. So we put this jade egg inside of our puha, and mm -hmm. it's supposed to help. But I have a couple questions about that. First mm. of all, isn't jade porous? Well, apparently not. Uh, I mean, one of the health issues with jade egg practice, obviously, that's been highlighted is that, you know, back, little bacteria and that could get caught in there yeah. and cause infections. And, but there, there are different types of eggs. And like I learned my, I, I'm working on my certificate with Layla Martin, who learned through the Mantak Chia lineage. And she really only sells jade egg for that reason, because 
some people work with obsidian eggs and rose yeah. quartz eggs as well and they do it around different phases of the moon because of course it's a full moon tonight just saying oh, and it? yeah and and traditionally oh, feminine energy right here we are in <laughs> fact i think on the dark moon last time but i'm not sure if it, if it was exact but pretty much oh wow isn't that interesting so yeah. yeah, she. So a lot of people work with they work with rose quartz tonight on the full moon, but Layla, I'm pretty sure, decided not to sell obsidian or rose because they are slightly more porous. But jade is really not porous, and okay. you know we teach any anyone who's worth their salt with jade egg will teach you know how to clean and sanitize and make sure that you know you're not going to give yourself an infection basically. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just want to, you know, highlight as, you know, as a doctor that the, the vagina is not sterile. Mm. The, um, you know, urine is sterile. And so the, the one reason that women can get urinary tract infections in menopause comes from the fact that we're, we're losing estrogen and the urethra can actually, the re- urethral opening can be a little bit smaller. And so when you wipe, you might be bringing bacteria in, you know, even though we do, you know, the wiping away from the rectum and all that, you can still get bacteria in. And so one of the big concerns with the jade egg is that the egg gets inoculated with bacteria and then you Mm -hmm. can get, you know, group B strep, which can be deadly. I mean, that's toxic shock. So we have to be, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to buy a jade egg, I don't think you can buy them in America, but again, I don't know because I haven't ever looked at it, but if you're going to buy one, then you want to make sure that you sterilize it. And is this one of the one of the stones that you want to power by putting it outside in the full moon? Well, to be honest, I, I have never done. Yeah, yeah I have charge, never done. That's the word. Charge it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never done that personally. On honestly, I really haven't. I mean, for me, it's a more. I'm interested in. Uh, I'm quite attracted to the stone dildos. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen them. No. Um, but some people do put those out in the full moon. I mean, you know, who knows, right? I mean, I'll give anything a go pretty much. <laughs> like, but, but aren't they cold? Well, you could, you warm them up. I mean, one one of the things okay. you do with egg is you put it in a cup of boiling water before you use it. And obviously you use it, leave it to cool down. But so you wash yeah. it really well after you've used it. And then you can use iodine solution if you're worried about it to completely sterilize it. And then, of course, you heat it up with boiling water before you use it and then let it cool down to a decent temperature. Well, just as a, an aside about iodine, iodine solution is only, only is uh, bactericidal when it's dry. And so if you let your jade eggs just sit in iodine, it, it's only bacteriostatic. It won't kill. It, iodine, I'm a surgeon, so I know these things. Yes, you know. <laughs> so you, have to let, you have to let any iodine d- uh, dry. So if you're going to put it in an iodine, you know, the liquid iodine, uh, betadine, I think is what it's called in the U.S., then you want to make sure that you take it out and, and let it dry. That's great. A great thing to know. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah. So that's, that's something that you can, if you're, if you're telling people to use iodine, you want to make sure that you tell them to let it dry because it's only bacteriostatic. And so it doesn't kill unless it's dry. Yeah. And, and yet at the same time, obviously, while well, we have to be respectful and careful and practical around bacteria and cleanliness and, you know, treating our bodies with care, you know, there's a, nobody really goes to the same degree of, of worry about sex toys, for example, you know, so there's a 
there's a huge amount of sex toys out there on the market, you know, and it's like, which ones of those are safe or not, you know? So, yeah, well, I mean, I do, I do think that, that, you know, there are some, you know, if you're using, you know, a dildo or, or something like that, I mean, there are a lot of them will say, you know, on the insert that comes with it or on the, the website, if you go to Lilo or something like that, how do they do give you cleaning instructions and the ones that don't have a lot of electronics inside of them, uh, you can mm-hmm. just put in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And I think you can put your, you can put your jade egg in the dishwasher probably too. No doubt you could also do that. But I kind of feel like, look, 5,000 years old, this little thing is ready to go to market. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's it's pretty tried and tested. If you, you know, if if you think about, you know, a lot of pharmaceutical medicines, you know, it's like there's risk involved in almost everything that we do or or ingest. And this this little baby's got 5,000 years behind it, you know. That's true. That's, that's true. All right. But do you give people a disclaimer when you sell it? I don't. I should possibly think about that because I do actually <laughs> to the States. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah I, I should probably think about doing such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I mean, they can, you can refer them to this. We can, we talk all about how to clean it before we even talk about the benefits. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know, on my, if you buy a jade egg from me, you get the first two modules of my jade course for free. So it covers the basic foundationals and in oh, there is a lot of information about how to clean. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So let's talk about the pelvic floor is part of the core. We know this. We've talked about this with Eric Gazeel. And in order to strengthen the pelvic floor, you know, those are the muscles that are really involved in sexual expression, right? Mm. And mm. And when you free those up, from, you know, whatever mental constraints you have. And then on top of that, free your body because you're strengthening it. Mm. What, what kind of ripple effect does that have in, in a woman's life? Well, it's absolutely huge. I mean, you know, I I can feel a sense of energy and even turn on as you ask that question, because it's massive, really. So, you know, obviously, as you begin to free parts of the vagina And and when we're talking about strengthening, obviously, we're not talking about tightening. I'm I'm sure Erica would have gone into this, but we're talking about toning. So you want your pelvic floor and your uterine and your vaginal muscles. You want all your sex organs to be toned and healthy. So you you want kind of dexterity there. You want suppleness. You want sensation. You're not looking for tightness, you know. So, so I think, I think this is really important because as a surgeon, I saw, I, when I was in training, I saw plenty of gynecologic surgery. Right. And one of the big differences really between general surgeons and gynecologists or obstetrician, but mostly the gynecologists is that they can do, they do vaginal surgery. I mean, we don't go, we don't operate on the vagina. There's a lot of other differences. I mean, gynecologists operate on two organs, you know, the uterus and, you know, yeah. the vagina and the ovary. So, so we, we kind of laugh about it as general surgeons because the, there's only two organs there. But at the same time, when I've seen, I've seen when I was a resident or an intern, I can't remember, but I watched some sort of a vaginal, you know, pessary or something like that, where the woman had, you know, everything was falling out. And at the end of it, the surgeon put a couple stitches in her vagina to make it tighter. And he actually said, this will make her husband happy. Oh, which at the time I thought was so inappropriate. And, and then, and then the other thing I wanted to mention about iodine 
is that, you know, oftentimes as, as surgeons will pack with iodine gauze, right? And so if you put your jade egg in iodine and then you put it inside, you, you may get some burning because some people, mm-hmm. some people find iodine to be kind of a burning sensation. But I think that because sexuality and almost everything, I mean, medicine, I, you know, we could just go in, it goes on and on. Everything is geared towards men. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we talked about this the last time, but, but when everything is geared toward men, women, you know, are only exist for the men's, the men's pleasure. And so for us to realize that we do a jade egg so that we can have more pleasure, not so that we can tighten up to squeeze the penis more. Oh my God. So true. So, so true. <laughs> I mean, when, if I'm ever working with like heterosexual couples, because obviously I work with couples of all persuasions, but if I'm yeah. ever working with heterosexual couple, I'll say to the guy, look, it can be some variant of this, you know, do you want a tight pussy or do you want total ecstatic surrender of your, of your partner? I mean, what do you want? You know, yeah. it's like, which, which is better, you know, and, and yeah. no one's ever said a tight pussy, you know I mean? All, all the men who come wanting to improve their relationships and their sex lives with their partners, they, they know what a woman in deep surrender is is capable of and that's what they want that's what everybody wants right yeah and you really yeah. you really get that by being respectful of a woman's pleasure you know so it, it that's, makes that's me really key surgeon says something like that you know it because and it's not that it makes me angry which of course it makes me angry to hear something like that it's like you know that the men don't know the prison they're living in if that's all they want if he's like, oh, I've nicked your vagina so it's better for your husband, and they're like, result, it's like, no, somebody needs to blow their mind open. <laughs> you <laughs> That's know where you come in. Yeah. No, that's great. So, so let's talk about this. You know, what if the jade egg is to increase the pleasure of the woman? Mm-hmm. How does it lead to total surrender in a sexual relationship? <laughs> I think what I want to say about that is that, you know, when we spoke last time, I mentioned like the three stages of orgasm kind of system that I teach, right? We we talked about like the initial stage, the kind of the basic, the really the gentle opening reclaiming. And we talked about the mastery, which is the surrender, the ecstasy, the the kind of the use of the fuel that is sexual energy into all areas of our life for empowerment. You know, where I tend to teach jade egg is that place in the middle. So it's like, okay, we've gone from, we've begun to develop a relationship with our bodies again. We've slowed down. We're kind of giving approval to our sex as she is. And then the jade egg is just a fantastic tool to start playing with the edges of that, you know. So, of course, there's surrender in that in in terms of climax experience and exploring different areas of your sex organs and different types of climax and also beginning to explore energetics of, of sexual energy as well you know so there's a it's like before we get to kind of divine surrender there's there's still which is a devotional path in itself i i think there's still a huge amount of ground in the middle there which is so, you know, jade egg helps build sexual energy. So if yeah. you think about that as, as fuel for your life and your health and your well-being, it, you know, it, not just your sex, 
that's kind of how I teach the jade egg. That's cool. That answer your question. Yeah, it's, you know, there's a whole ripple effect of affecting your life. So when you have good sexual health, mm. it can affect your whole life. Well, should we talk about that a little bit? Because I can... I think we should. Yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah. well, there's some... Have you read Naomi Wolf's book, Vagina? No. Okay, I, you know, it's so funny. I, I've, I was so repressed for so long. And, I, you know, coming up, growing up in, in white christian america where mm. you know women are supposed to be subject to their husbands and you know then i yeah. got married in the 80s and i was subject to him and i was like i don't want to be a subject to anybody you yeah. know and <laughs> and you know that didn't work out and you know trying to claim my power but but you know and then and then having having a sexual abuse background and trying to reconcile that with my own you know who am i and and what yeah. you know what does that mean? And, you know, is sexuality power or is it surrender or is it some yeah. sort of a something in between? And so for me, you know, sexual expression, you know, I mean, I have to say I've got the best wife in the world because she waited for me for five years. I was not yet. I, I lost my sexuality for yeah. five years. Now I'm blushing. Um, oh. That's <laughs> like so I'm turning so all red. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, yeah, so, so, she, and she just waited. And, and then, you know, when I got my like thyroid fixed and I got my head straight, you know, my sexuality mm -hmm. came back with a vengeance. And I was like, yeah. okay. And yeah. we had a great vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lovely story, though. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so the ripple effect of a healthy sex life, I mean, when, when you're feeling fulfilled sexually, I, I just, you know, it just, there's so much power there. So I'd love yeah. to hear, you know, how, how you wake women up to, to the power of their own sexuality and, well, and how the jade egg fits in with that. Sure thing. Well, I highly recommend Naomi Wolf's book, Vagina. And okay. I'd love to talk about that a little bit because she, sure. and I just know that you're going to resonate with this. She argues that the vagina or woman's sexuality is, <laughs> this is mind blowing. It's intrinsic to her consciousness. I, I can see that. I can well, see that, especially what, with what we've learned about how we're wired, you know, how each organ has its own brain that really then, you know, and then as you do, you know, Kundalini yoga, right, is to get the soul out of the body and, and kind of make, you know, awaken the pineal gland and get aware of the whole, that, that we're a part of this big cosmic consciousness and so i can see how awakening that and kind of getting in touch with that works absolutely and she came across this kind of theory when basically she had a some kind of spinal injury that she didn't know about it was just getting worse over the years and she had a really vibrant great sex life and you know enjoyed the kind of state of consciousness that that put her into you know when you've got a vibrant sex life and you just feel more awake to the world and she said when what happened was the spinal column started to compress the nerves and no doubt you'll know that there's lots of nerves around different parts of our vagina and uterus and yeah. there's there's nerves around that, that mass around the cervix, G-spot, all of these different places. Yes, but and the pudendal they, nerve is the nerve that is responsible for orgasm. There we go. Yeah, yeah. so that pudendal nerve will, will communicate with the autonomic nervous system and will yeah. send 
is to the brain and the brain will then release all the feel good so the oxytocin the dopamine the serotonins all of that stuff and, and testosterone as well as in the picture so what Naomi Wolf said was that when her spinal injury uh, blocked the signals from the nerve up into her brain, her whole state of consciousness changed. Yeah. So life became flatter. She felt depressed. She, she, you know, she just didn't care as much. She was less alive. The interesting thing was that she, she worked a lot with rape victims, and she may still do, actually. But she talks about how survivors of sexual abuse and rape victims for example it's like she recognized in them a similar thing like the light had gone off somewhere and there was a kind of disconnect between this healthy flow from sexual experience through the nerves into the brain and yeah. so she began to really research about the effect of the vagina on consciousness then you know, like if we if we have a dopamine and oxytocin producing machine that <laughs> or organ, when you think about the suppression of feminine sexuality, you are literally suppressing a woman's well-being. And if you're repressing a woman's well-being, you're repressing her power because she doesn't want to do. She just want to sit around, you know, feeling feeling crap about her life, right? Yeah. Well, I mean. Isn't that the reason why the there is female circumcision? Well, yeah, I would. You I know? believe. So. I mean, I mean, that's you know, that's part of it. Let's take away the power of women, you know, and and, and the the power. I mean, and men don't want to have historically. Not all men. So if you're a man and watching this, it's not. I'm not. I'm not attacking you, but historically, you know, especially these, you know, really extremist religions that keep you know make women cover their heads and cover their everything but their eyes and because men don't trust themselves and they're just going to go after them mm -hmm. because of the power of the feminine wiles you know well it's a, it is so interesting i mean that this is where naomi wolf says you know rape as a as a weapon of war is is basically a technique she says yeah. it's a castration it cuts women off from themselves literally well not just women though you know it's it's really funny because one of the techniques that was used to you know break slaves in the, you know during slavery time was was the rape of men yes you know, she does mention so. the rape of men. She just says that it's much less common, but yeah, it has a similar effect. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, so, in relations, it's a problem. Yeah. You know, any any sort of sexual abuse to children, I think, and I can speak to that as a you know survivor of that. Every child that I, everyone I know who had some sort of sexual encounter as a child has had you know, that was repeated. I mean, one thing, maybe not so big, but, you know, again, I don't know. It depends on the, the circumstance. But for me and and for people that I know, it, it creating, you know, creating lasting relationships can yeah. be, it can just, it can just break everything. And so to find out, you know, to have an, the ability to heal this, I, I definitely going to recommend this, but I'm going to read this book and, and probably talk about it on a future podcast. But uh, the other thing is, is that, you know, Antidepressants. Yeah. Antidepressants, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Mm. So that's the Prozacs and, and any of the, the ones that are along that line. They're often used in menopause to yes. control hot flashes, right? Yeah. But what the side effect is, is inability to climax. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so it's like a castration in a sense. Yeah. It's a chemical castration. And so it just hit me when you were talking about that, like how, you know, how dull the world is without orgasm and to yeah. imagine, you know, just not being, you know, just trying and trying and trying and trying and then not being able to get there because of the yeah. chemical castration from. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I yeah. completely agree. It's pretty hardcore, isn't it really? It is. It is. Yeah. And so, all those things you talk about in terms of the, the trauma or the things that, that need to heal, I mean, the really good news is that we can heal. You know, you're, you're an example of that. You know, talking about having, well, your, your wonderful holiday with your wife, like, they, you know, coming I back know. that kind of thing. And, and, and just on the ride of it again, you know, when you work with the jade egg, you can begin to soften, deprogram and de-armor points of tension within your vaginal muscles. So cervical de-armoring is a really big thing in Tantra, for example. And I love to use the egg for these things because you can, if it's, it's a pain that it feels so good. You know, it's like when someone's got to a knot and you're just like, oh, that place, you know, it's like, uh. it can be very emotional. It can be painful, but it's like, it's a pain that feels like it's moving something at last, you know? So, you know, that's just one of the aspects of the egg that you can use to, to help repair. I mean, when you think about, you know, a lot of the exercises that you do with a jade egg, they're all also flooding the area with blood supply, right? So you're looking at yeah. tissue repair and waking up nerves just on a physiological level. You're going to be right. increasing sensation. When you get more blood to an area, you're going to have more healing. And that's, you know, and so if, if, you're, if you're a woman who has, you know, had some vaginal atrophy or has had, I mean, obviously we don't recommend the jade egg for a woman who is in vaginal atrophy, but we do recommend that you do some exercises to increase blood flow to the area so let's say let's say for the for the women who really can't tolerate even you know like digital manipulation so even a small finger into the vagina because mm. number one they're dry number two they're atrophied you know how do you recommend that they get some blood flow to start healing that area yeah well this is what when i mentioned at the beginning that the jade egg's like a whole system it's not just putting putting that inside yourself. For example, the Taoists, in fact, you can get this for free from my website, which I'll, I'll talk to you about that at the end. But yeah. there are a whole bunch of what they call foundational exercises, which involve warming up your body and warming up your sex before you even think about inserting anything into the vagina. So one of those exercises, for example, the one you can get from my website is breast massage. And you see, energetically, according to the Taoist, the heart center, which is the breast and are connected to the heart, is deeply connected to your cervix okay, and to the, your sex organs. So, in fact, it is so interesting how science catches up with us because, in fact, if people opt in to my breast massage file, they get this through the email trails. I, I deliver them the article I'm talking about where yeah. they measured MRI scans of nipple stimulation light up the exact same areas in the brain as sexual stimulation of the genitals. Isn't that interesting? Sure. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me at all. And because if you think about it, what causes milk letdown? 
Yeah. What causes it's, milk like down? It's oxytocin. Oxytocin. Yeah. Yeah. And so any woman who's breast, I mean, I love, I loved breastfeeding. My favorite part of having a baby was breastfeeding and the feeling of the milk coming down. The fact that it was, it was, there was, there was this whole instinctual thing, like a baby would cry and it would just come down. I had zero control over it. And, yeah. and it would just, and, and so, and I was like a moo cow, right? I mean, I had so much milk and so my breasts were so engorged in the morning. And then I would be, you know, I'd have to wear like pads and, and then I'd, be somewhere where there was a baby and it would start to drip and I'd just apologize and I have these big old, you know, I love spots it. on my shirt. Yeah. But, but I tell you there, there's nothing like that feeling. It was, it was, it's so uniquely feminine and it just, I felt so, so good about that. And yeah. it's not a feeling I'll ever forget. I mean, my son's 27 next month and it was just, and I never had another child, but I just, that feeling of breast milk coming down and, and mm. being able to, you know, feed another human and help them grow. Man, yeah. Really I know that was a little bit of a rant, but. No, it, I, I totally <laughs> agree. It's, it's very beautiful. And if you focus on, like some people who've done jade egg courses with me, the breast massage is their favorite thing. You can do it. It's such a gorgeous way to connect. And it, you, you can get that feeling, probably not as, as strongly as when you breastfeed, obviously, but you can get a kind of a, a, a soup son of that feeling, you know, into your body and you, you can feel your vagina. Here's, here's the critical thing. You can feel your vagina start to wake up. Yeah. And so the, the Chinese, they, they would never go, they would never put the egg in. They wouldn't even get close until you spent at least 10 or 15 minutes warming up your breast to begin with. So in terms of people, um, women who have got issues that are so significant that they might struggle to put the egg in, honestly, you just go slower. So start with a breast massage. How many women I've, I've taught this thing and we, for a start, we get everyone to use lube. So it doesn't even you matter. Think? <laughs> you think? You know, it doesn't Does even matter if... I mean, Say that again. I said, you think? I mean, I, you know, you're going to well, put something in there. You got to kind of use a little lube, I, you know, I would expect. Well, that's it. That's it. And so, you know, but you'd be amazed how many women who are experiencing vaginal dryness beat themselves up about that. And I'm just like, hey, look, whatever, just get some lube. You know, not everybody yeah. allows themselves that, you know. And then you get to put this in, of course. And, you know, all the women are like, okay, right, here we go. Now I'm really doing jade egg. And the, one of the first things we start with is self-consent. Okay, so it's a radical thing for a woman. It's like, okay, look, you can just put this to the mouth of your vagina and ask. You know, just ask permission. You know, do, do, does she want it? And oh, that's amazing. I Isn't love it so much. I yeah. know. There's always at least one or two women in a group who are like, oh, bloody hell, she's saying no every time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I paid all this wait, money. Wait, 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 wait. In a group, are you saying, are you saying that they're all, you're all sitting around together and like? Yeah. Well, so what, how I tend Okay, to I, I don't think I could do that. That's, well, that's so personal and private for me. Yeah, there's different levels. I mean... People, you can coach with me individually. You can, I can coach you through the session. So you're actually using the jade egg while I'm coaching you. Or not everybody's comfortable with that. You go away and you practice on your own with the recordings. 
in a no. group setting, I tend to lead group jade egg sessions. Most people turn off their camera and their sound. Okay, so essentially, I'm leading them through a masturbation ritual, if you like. I but yeah, but nobody, I, like I'm not in the room with anyone. And some people are even uncomfortable with that. Yeah. You know, other people will do jade egg rituals live in a circle with 20 women. So, you know, it just really depends where you I, I can imagine that, that it would be very freeing. Yeah. You know, for me to acknowledge my sexuality with in front of a whole bunch of women and just be, just be, you know, I mean, how is that different from a circle jerk? Yeah. Well, I mean, I in, in a sense, because I mean, not, I don't have any judgment about it, any of those things, by the way. It's like, you know, if, if that's what people, if they enjoy that and they want to do that. But yeah. ultimately, for me, there is a ritualistic element about it, which okay. I don't know. This, here we sound, uh, sound very woo woo, but to me, it feels like Church of Pussy. It's like, okay. I'm just here and I know this, you know, it just yeah. feels. I mean, I can see that, that a circle jerk might be a little bit more. I mean, that's so masculine. And, and if you're going to be in the feminine, it's going to be a lot more, there's, there's a lot more opening. There's so much opening that comes with the feminine energy. Exactly. You know, and that's, that's very different from, from what men do. But one thing I wanted to get back to, and I don't know if I'm alone in this, but, but I think it's a really, a really good thing to, to mention. You know, we, we have, we're taught a male God growing mm. up, right? We're taught about everything coming from a male perspective. Mm. So, I mean, I had three brothers growing up and there's so, there was so much masculinity in my, my, my house that I still to this day sometimes view myself as masculine, as a man, as mm. male, just because I was inundated with it so much. And then to, to get to the point where giving, and, and this I think was the big powerful thing for me, was giving myself permission to just be feminine. Yeah. yeah. You know, because, because I don't have to be masculine. I'm female. And, and yeah. when, when I was, when I had, I had gender confusion and I, you know, I was like, I was like, it's not fair because the guys get everything and they, they can move through, you know, the world so much easier and all of that. And then I got pregnant. Hmm. I got pregnant. Mm. I was like, and cause I wasn't, I actually, actually, I, I'll be honest. I, you know, my, when I got married in my twenties, I wasn't sure. Am I really female? And I know mm. I've got the parts, but mm. am I really female? So I got mm. married when I was 23, got pregnant when I was 29, and something shifted in me. And I was mm. like, okay, I really am. Yeah. I really am. And, and it was like, and I, you know, and I was in this really like horrible, abusive kind of manipulative, weird, you know, gaslighting kind of, kind of relationship. And I was like, oh. And I pulled my energy back. Mm. That was probably the beginning of the end for me. Yeah. Right. So it was, I, you know, just, and, and it's funny because like, this is almost therapeutic just talking to you about it. But, but I, I remember, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that feeling of like, <laughs> I, I have, I have a life inside me. I am fully feminine and I have to accept this. Right. Well, obviously, you know, there is a spectrum and everybody's experience is hugely different and unique. Yeah. And ultimately, I mean, one of my biggest coaching tools is just full approval, you know, wherever somebody's at. And I like to, I mean, I identify as a woman, I feel like a woman, and I don't even know what that means. You know, it's just something I've always taken for granted. 
you know, yeah. saying that, I, I was always very tomboyish and I still definitely have those qualities. I love the, I personally love the whole Tantra idea of masculine and feminine energies. Some people really are averse to it and they, you know, they, they feel that it's constrictive for gen, along gender lines. But for me, I really, I view almost everything as penetration or surrender. So whether we're having a conversation, you know, whether I'm, you know, I'm either kind of in my penetrative, right, I'm out, I've got my life goals, I'm on a mission, I'm working out to do Facebook advertising, all those things. Or I'm in my devotional, you know, okay, yeah, I'm, you know, my more feminine, more surrendered, more receptive place. That's the place that really takes work in me, if I'm honest. You know, yeah. and I think it's been really abused and violated so in so many ways on so many levels throughout throughout history. No well, yeah, to reclaim it. I, I remember growing up thinking, I can't wear that; it's going to be too provocative, or he's he's whistling at me, and it's my fault. And you know, all of those things that we're taught in society, it's her fault she got raped because she wore something, or you know. She yeah. she provoked him or she started and then said no and it was you know and he couldn't control himself and yeah yeah and and, and it's just like we're taught that that men can't control themselves but it's the woman's responsibility but on top of that we have to be virginal yes it's a pretty yeah. effed up message full stop isn't it yeah. I think yeah. women through reclaiming their sexuality though I really do believe women are reclaiming their power. And beginning to really, I mean, my, you know, I don't want to dismiss any, you know, gendered violence exists. It's a massive problem. I understand that. But I do believe that, and male privilege is massive. You know, it's like it, it's, it, it exists. But generally speaking, I do really believe that men want to serve. You know, they just don't necessarily, they can't necessarily see how to. Yeah, I, I can see that. And, and it's funny because I've seen, you know, Tony Robbins has, does some work with masculine feminine, but he does it in the context of, you know, of the, of the Christian kind of mm. norms where, mm. you know, he, he talks about how, you know, you're going to, you're going to lead your woman and, and things like that. So he does, he does really go after the masculine, but there's a lot of traditional gender roles that, that he pushes that, that I don't agree with, but some people do. And, and I think it works because he's able to, I mean, with all of his, you know, master NLP stuff, you know, get people to do instantaneous behavior change. And, you know, it, it, in reality, I mean, the more if you're in a relationship with someone, the more you serve the other, the more free you're going to be. And it's, well, it's yeah. such a paradox. That is really, really true. I, that, I think that's the, the feminine right there in, in, an, in an essence. Yeah. But I, I suppose what I'm trying to say about all this sexual reclamation is that, you know, we kind of, there are ways in which we haven't been showing up to men either, you know, and I think that those, those ways are really beginning to change. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, as, as someone who does not, you know, have sex with men anymore, it's, it's hard for me to kind of relate to that, but I think my audience will uh, mm -hmm. relate to that. But I think there's a whole point of, of us not showing up at all whether it's showing up for men or whether it's showing up for ourselves or showing up for our friends or showing because because we you know we've been living in this area this this whole you know i mean what, what would Eckhart Tolle call it a pain body right a pain body of repression of the feminine and yeah. 
we're starting to to really kind of come into our own and and yeah. claim it. I totally agree. And and gen generally speaking, again, like generalizing, men have been taught not to feel, and women have been yeah. taught not to speak. You know, so in terms of a lot of the desire work and the sexual work that I do with women, a lot of it is to do with tuning in and asking for what you want. It's totally terrifying. It's terrifying yeah. because yeah. you break down that, that, that conditioning and you, you know, you start claiming what you want. Well, there's, there's a whole bunch of surrender that has to go into even being able to listen to what your body wants. exactly that and that's something else i'd just like to touch on that it's really sexual energy is hugely powerful it's something that the Taoists knew that i suppose i feel like i'd love your listeners to really take note of which is that when you begin to wake up your body and you begin to wake up your sexual energy you can have really profound openings and here's the thing you don't need to have massive powerful profound openings to do this work especially yeah. if there's trauma because it's re- learning to open and expand your range at the same time as maintaining self-regulation and groundedness is hugely important and lots of sexual teachers or spiritual teachers will override that and and it kind of it goes for a weak point in human beings because we want we want the ecstasy you know we want the the thing at the end you know we want the the hundred thousand followers but and it's like doing the gentle step by step so our bodies can actually deal with having it is is the work yeah. And the, the Chinese really knew that. So part of the jade egg practice is you will, you know, you will claim and, and feel, you learn to feel, and you also lead to, uh, learn to accelerate and grow the sexual energy because they believed that Jing, one of their energy forms, was ultimately fed by sexual energy. So they knew sex as a nutrient, you know, thousands of years ago. But they also have exercises where you can't just amplify that energy and then go to work. You know, I mean, I mean, you can, but I've seen, I've seen the disasters of people who do that unconsciously. You know, I've, yeah. I've seen suicide attempts. I've seen people sectioned. It's like, you know, if you want to blow yourself open, be careful, you know, <laughs> right? It's like, I don't recommend it. So the yeah. Chinese have all sorts of exercises where, yes, we can start to tune in, we can start to amplify that energy, and we learn exercises to pack it down into the Dantian or the power center. So it can be, it's like a slow-burning furnace that we can kind of use in a, in a grounded way rather than huge explosions. You know, that's, if you think of anyone you know who's like a martial artist, like a master, They've got a huge amount of energy, but it's contained and it's, it's not spilling out everywhere. Yeah, that's, that's really, really, that's, I mean, I suppose if you started doing this work irresponsibly and, you know, all of a sudden had an, a huge opening, that could, that could really be a big change in your life. So just as a word of caution, ladies, yeah, do this carefully. <laughs> And don't. Yeah, I would be say gentle. be trauma trauma aware. Yeah, yeah always, yeah. always, always, always calibrate, calibrate gently. 
Yeah. Well, Julia, our time is up again and <laughs> it's just gone so fast. And so I think, I think we're going to have to meet again next week. <laughs> Bring you back on, you know? And so I'm so excited that this is so exciting. What's that? I said, we didn't even talk about goop. I know. It's okay. We'll, we'll come back and talk about goop another time or goop, right? You're talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's company. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, just, you know, they, they can't sell the jade egg because there was some lawsuit and you can look it up online. It's, it's pretty obvious what happened there, but a lot of, a lot of unrealistic claims. And I think there were some infections, but so if you have any questions for Julia, you can send them to info at menopause and we will get, get to them with the next podcast. And, you know, I love this sexual health series that we're doing. And I think that, you know, it'd be great if we could, we could have you back again, especially if, you oh. know, once we start getting, when we start getting more questions, I think we're going to have a lot of questions. Oh you're yeah. Gonna, you're going mean, to quickly I, become the number one podcast on the menopause yeah. movement podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> I'd be really happy to come on live with your listeners, you know, if you, yeah. if you something like that as well. Yeah. We also. can, we can probably do that. We could do a Monday morning live together. And then I also think that, you know, one of the, one of the benefits of coming to Menopause Movement Live in Manchester on the 25th of April is going to be the ability to get a jade egg. Whether or not Julia can be there will be dependent upon what's happening in the world with, with the current pandemic of the coronavirus. However, we will, we will definitely have them available with a little bit of an instruction manual. So if you want to understand how to use the jade egg, make sure that you come to Menopause Movement Live in Manchester on the 25th of April, and we'll awesome. make those affordable for you. All right. Thanks. So Julia, thanks again so much. And you know, I really appreciate awesome. you. Yeah, likewise. I, I have such a good time every time we chat. So that's, that's great. That's all. all right. I think I'm going to hire you as a coach. Oh, well, my goodness, I, it didn't occur. But of course, we can have that conversation. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think I think I'm gonna and you know, for the for the listeners who are still watching, thanks for still watching. But I, you know, I'll let you know how how things go with uh, with Julia. But I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready to kind of step to the next level of my own sexuality. And that's, that's a big well, step for um, me. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, if you want to have a chat with me about that, then yeah. you can book through my website. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll have do. a kind of specific hour on, on what you would might, might want to achieve. Hey, listen, maybe it'll be a podcast. Oh my goodness. That's right. Yeah. I, I would be, I, I, you know, listen, my life's an open book. I, you know, there's not a whole lot I'm, I'm afraid to talk about. So I think it that would be, like awesome you know, let's, we can crack open the code of, of, you know, silence around sexuality and menopause and all those things. So Beautiful. That's really brave and very humble. And I'm sure your viewers, listeners would really get a lot from that. Well, if you are listening, if you've stayed to the end for this, if you want me to go ahead and be one of Julia's clients and come to you live with my own, you know, sexual weirdnesses, I'm happy to do that, but I I want you to let me know. So make sure you send me an email at info at menopausemovement.com. All right. All right, Julia. Thanks again so much. Okay. Lots of love. Take care then. Have a good trip. Bye. 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 -bye.